So as a part of this series that we've been in, this gifted series, Hannah and Michaela are both going to bring, they're each going to bring one of the, these are gifts of the Spirit. And I'm not going to steal any thunder, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to come up again later, but I just want to pray, and then Hannah is going to lead us forward first. So Father, we just pray for your word this morning. As we said, be it unto us according to your word. Lord, we want to receive you. And Lord, we want to receive your word through Hannah. We want to receive your word through Mickey today. And we just pray a great blessing on them. And the blessing, the grace to communicate what you've put into their hearts, what you've filled their hearts with. Lord, we just pray for an easy overflow and easy communication today in Jesus' name. So guys, let's welcome up Hannah. Come on, Hannah. Thank you. <laughs> Alrighty. So I am Hannah. And as John said, I just spent the last year in England, and Michaela and I did a couple of opportunities um, to teach while we were there, which is great. And so coming back, we just kind of want to continue that opportunity and, um, yeah, teach some things. So today I'm going to be teaching on serving. So we are in Romans uh, 12, and I'm going to read 4 to 8. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And then there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good, for to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the work of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, and to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So tonight I'm talking about um, if it is serving, then serve. So I'm just going to start with a simple question. Why do we serve? Well, we serve as this overflow of God's love present in our lives. My dad reminded me that when I was in Sunday school. I was trying to explain to my friends that if you accept Santa into your heart, you get presents. <laughs> so, so as a kid, it seems I confused two prominent people in my life, Santa and Jesus. <laughs> um, similarly, as an adult and a teen, I was confused by two prominent ideas in my life. Um, one, serving to honor others above myself versus serving to check this moral box. Um, so what does this mean to honor others above yourself? Well, in Romans 12.10, it says we serve because we are called to honor one another above yourselves. And honor is this value that we assign to a person, like worship is the way we honor God. Personally, when I was serving, I was always looking for flattery, and I was looking for God to be pleased with me. I wasn't humbly serving. I wasn't serving as this overflow of God's love in my life, and serving should naturally occur because of this overflow. So in 1 Thessalonians 3, it reads, May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. And we should be a community that is tripping over itself to serve each other. 
we should be going, let me serve you. No, let me serve you. We serve because this is how we build up Jesus' body. And what do I mean by this? Well, in 1 Corinthians 12, 17 to 10, 20, it reads, If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of seeing be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If, he were, if they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. And God makes us all different and incomplete by ourselves. That is, until we are knitted together into a local church, a church body. And we need this church body because this is how we form community. This is how we build relationships. And we need everybody to, you know, muck in and serve, as the English would say. We need to be invested and build those relationships. So, how is serving rooted in what Christ has done? Well, I'm going to read Philippians 2, 1 to 11. That gives me a pretty good example of this. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in Spirit, and one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue should acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So I was talking to my dad about this yesterday, and he gave me a perfect example that I just wanted to share with you guys. Um, Mount Everest used to be this inconquerable um, mountain. Nobody could seem to summit it. And then somebody did. Somebody summited the mountain. And after that came these floodgates of people summiting the mountain um, to the point where two years ago there's this photo of this huge long line of like probably 200 or 300 people in line trying to um, wait their turn so they could get a picture at the top of the summit of Mount Everest. <laughs> Which is just so funny to me. But why am I bringing this up? Because Jesus reached the peak of what it means to be a servant. But not any servant, a perfect servant. It wasn't until Jesus was able to do this and show us that we are able to reflect this heart posture he has and serve others with the same mindset of humility. And because he did this, now we are able to be a servant and his likeness. So what can you do? How do we apply this? I think there's just three simple questions that I found so helpful this last year to help me figure out how can I serve. Um, you just have to ask, where can I serve? What are my spiritual giftings? Or if you don't know, 
ask, what am I good at? What are some talents you have? If you're good at baking, bring snacks. If you love kids, help out in the kids' ministry. Um, and the final question, what is the need in the church? What are areas that you see are struggling where we need people to serve, to help, to come forward and, yeah, just put in your all and your love and your whole heart into helping make this a church community? Go ahead and come on forward, Michaela. Michaela's got her notes already up here, so she's she's prepared. And thank you, Hannah. Good challenge for us. I hope I hope you were paying attention there because she asked us some important questions, right? What are what are you what are you gifted at or skilled at or like to do, and where are the needs? And those are, those are two very real questions that can help you begin to find a place where you fit. And Michaela is going to lead us right forward with, uh, I'll let you introduce your, 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 what you're teaching on. Hello. I am Michaela, as he has just said. And today in the car, I was talking with Gabe and Laura, and I was saying how the first time I did a teaching while I was in England, I made everyone eat salt. So just be happy I'm not doing that to you today. <laughs> um, so I decided to show mercy on you all, which is my topic, I guess, for today, is mercy. So just as Hannah read Romans 12, I'm also going to read Romans 12. So it's 6 to 8. So I think it's up there. Yes. Okay. So having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, in, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. All right. So starting with mercy, um, I'm also asking a question, which is, what is mercy? So mercy is to help one afflicted or, or seeking aid or to have compassion for someone. And it's not just a compassion that's like, oh man, like I feel for you, sorry you're going through this. But no, it's a compassion that acts. And so it's seeing someone in a hard time and actually taking part of that hardship and saying, I'm with you on this and I'm going to help you through it. And it's by divine grace. So it's not just us doing it ourselves, but no, it's God's divine grace on us that allows us of mercy on others. And so why do we show mercy? Well, God first showed us mercy, and that is the most beautiful, true act of mercy that there ever has been, and it's the reason we can show mercy. And we see this in John three sixteen, which is, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So we show mercy because God first shows us mercy. And we see this all as well when Jesus modeled mercy to us when he was on earth. And we see this, as I just said, in John three sixteen, when Jesus died for us. And also, Jesus healed sick people. And what I also love is he ate with sinners. So we see this in Matthew nine ten which if you want to open it, you're welcome to. If not, I'm reading it here. So it says, And as Jesus reclined at table in the house, 
Behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. So I just love that because Jesus isn't just showing mercy on his very best friends. Like, it's not just the disciples he's eating with and sharing in hard times with and showing mercy on them. But no, he's eating with sinners. And right after this, we see that the Pharisees were so angry and they were shocked. Like, why would Jesus eat with sinners and tax collectors? And so from this, we see that mercy isn't just compassion on the people that you're very close friends with and you see your friend going through a hard time. But no, it's also showing mercy on the people that might have wronged you and you might really not like them, but Jesus shows mercy on them. And so we also show mercy on them just as he instructs us to. Um, And going on to the next slide, my question is how, so how is mercy a gift of the spirit? Like this is something that's hard, right? Like showing and sharing in hard times with people that doesn't necessarily seem like a gift. You're like, wow, thanks, God. Like, I get to share in all these hard moments. Like, lucky me. But no, it is a gift because you get to share in God's work. Like, God has given us this work to do, and you get to take part in that. And that is pretty cool. Like, that's pretty great. And you get to build God's community and share about who Jesus is and what he's done with other people, which is the greatest gift that we all have. And so that's a pretty cool thing to get to share with other people. And God also gave us mercy. It's not something that we can do on our own. So it is a gift because it's from God. And on our own, we can't do, like, we can't show any mercy because it doesn't exist without God. (laughs) So that is pretty great. And lastly, I'm going to go back to that verse, Romans, I think it's 16. Romans 12, 8, which is that we do, we show mercy with cheerfulness. And that is very important because no one really wants you to show them compassion if you're going to be doing it in a very angry, like angrily way. That's not the right word, but yeah, you know what I mean? Um, So if you're out here serving people and you're like, oh man, I'm so sad. I have to go show compassion for people and I'm serving meals, but I'm so angry about it. Like no one wants that. (laughs) And so the cheerfulness or mercy with cheerfulness, it has to come from a place of joy in God because without that, you will just burn out because it is hard. You're sharing in hard parts of people's lives. And so if you're just going out there every day, anger, being angry, then you're going to burn out. And so your mercy has to come from joy in that Jesus has given you this gift. And you have to think of all the things that God has given you and all the things he has done for you. And that is where mercy comes from and where that joy comes from. And so yeah, it's an overflow of what God has done for you. And that's how we show mercy for others. And so I also have a final two questions, which is, how has God shown you mercy? And how is God asking you to show mercy? Tag team, tag team. Thank you, Michaela. Isn't it fun to see 
emerging gifting in the church. This is what we're about, you guys, is, is raising up and releasing. Um, I'm going to jump right back. Actually, could you just go right back to her first slide? Her very first slide. So we had Hannah talking about from the beginning of verse 7. Um, these different gifts, right? And for some people, there is a, a specific gift of service. Like we're all called to serve. And yet some people, there's just this overflow and desire to serve other people. It's like, I'm not so concerned about what's my ministry, what's my gifting, can I serve yours? And if you have, a, if you have that kind of a sense in your heart, like, I don't really need to be in front of everybody. I just want to serve so that we can see success in the family. That's a sign of a gift of service in you. And what's underlined here, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. If there is an overflow in your heart regularly, you sense this, like, I just seem to well up with compassion for people who are hurting. I tend to well up with, with this like empathy for those who are broken or those who are going through it. You may or may not already feel the cheerfulness that Paul is exhorting us to express. And part of this, if we're going to serve well, and we're going to have compassion for people well in a way that doesn't burn us out, what Michaela brought up of how has God showed you mercy? This is very, very important. And we don't want to just kind of gloss through it. Oh, nice question. Let's move on. How has God shown you mercy? We need to be reminded regularly of the good news of Jesus Christ. We need to be reminded very regularly of how God has poured out his favor on us, how God came for us in our brokenness, how God sits down with us. When we lose sight of that, we will get tired very quickly. And I just want to pray for us in this. Father, what we've heard from Hannah, what we've heard from Michaela, Lord, would you just cause this word to sink into our hearts. And Lord, we really do want to be fueled by what you have done so that we can serve others out of our gifting. You guys, just ask God to remind you right now, Lord, how have you shown me mercy? How have you shown me mercy? Just go ahead and you don't have to say it out loud, but just ask him that question. Lord, we want to really soak in your mercy poured out on us. We want to soak in the, the compassion that you have for us as your people. We just want to take it in even now. Just I have that scripture coming to my own mind that even while we were sinners, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us.
Lord, thank you for dying for us, for our good, taking our sin upon yourself, for our well-being, you did this. What a blessing. What a blessing. Lord, thank you for the way that you have given us your word. You've given us your spirit that we can learn from you. We can enjoy hearing your heart for us. Thank you for all of these things. Lord, I pray for this church family. Lord, we be able to continue taking in this good word, taking in this life from your spirit to us. Taking in the gospel, the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ. Taking this into our lives. And Lord, let this continue to flow out from us to be a great blessing within this church family and out into the community and the city and even beyond. Lord, fill our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.